0: Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to talk about life, specifically your money life, your relationship, mental and emotional health part of your life, your work life. We're going to talk about it all. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. It is a toll-free number. You may just be one phone call away from Breakthrough. We'd love to try to help give you a practical plan for hope for a better future. 888-825-5225. That is the number to jump in. Betty is going to start us off this hour in Reno, Nevada. Betty, how can we help?
1: Hi. um, So my question was, um, should I go back to work, hold strong, or maybe move some money from um, stocks? Currently, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I used to teach uh, seventh grade, and um, I've really been on a single income since April because I was on put on bed rest after my uh, second pe- uh, pregnancy. Um, I am going to school part-time to get a master's, so I do plan to go back to work um, to teach, but in our hope was in two years once that program is over them. And, um, but right now, um, our savings are depleting. We're down to 17,000. Um, our take home, um, with my husband's single income is around 3,500, but our expenses are coming out to like 4,500.
2: Are those, r- I'm going to ask this since it's going to sound dismissive. So uh, understand I'm asking this as though we're just hanging out. Okay. This isn't me being ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, are your expenses truly forty five hundred dollars, or did y'all adjust your income when you chose to stay home? You just didn't adjust your lifestyle.
1: No, believe me, I've been uh, budgeting, budgeting, budgeting. Our mortgage is about two about two thousand. Okay,
2: that. so you're, you um, guys are busting it. To you're, you've cut everywhere you can cut. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any debt? Uh, yeah, pretty much.
1: We actually, after my first son was born in 2020, we have all other debt. um, uh, We paid it off, and so we're just working on our mortgage now.
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, We don't want you using that emergency fund the way you're using that right now. That emergency fund Mm -hmm. is for an emergency. It is not a floating fund. Um, Yeah. And because of the fact that you're eventually headed back to the classroom, Um. Mm -hmm. I'm having a dinner table conversation tonight. I mean, this is this is a family meeting, and we've got to get some more income. So the way I see it, uh, there are two ways to get more income, Betty. One, you go back to full-time or part-time work, um, or your husband takes on an extra job right now. So this comes down to two mm-hmm. things. It is a financial decision, but it's also you're at home for this season anyway uh, for a reason, correct? Yeah,
1: yes, exactly. So, I have another a possibility, too. I'm wondering if if we should do this. Um, My husband gets um, uh, stocks from work, and so we have like 90,000 restricted stocks vested. Um, So I don't know if we should take some of that out.
0: I I would not for this, because this is, see, again, it, it sounds attractive, but you're coming up with a bandage with the stock thing. Yeah, it would it would it would uh, give you a little bit more time. It would replenish your savings, but you're gonna you're gonna pay taxes on that. Uh, if you're gonna do anything mm-hmm. with the stock, you know what I would do? I would invest that wisely and let that be working for you. That's what I would be doing with the stock. I I, I would not be using it to live off of. Um, I think it comes okay. down to who's gonna take care of the kiddos if you go back to work. Have you have you walked through that?
1: And see, that's part of the reason why I'm staying, because the only daycare close by wasn't really great at all.
0: (laughs) Okay, so for the moment, let's go, okay... It's not ideal for you to go back to work right now. When you were planning to go mm-hmm. back after the master's, would the kids be, I mean, you still have to have a daycare situation, right?
1: Well, at that point, we were thinking of uh, relocating to California where we have family.
0: That's where I was getting I at. might, I might fast forward that.
2: Absolutely, yes.
0: I would go ahead and move near family now and allow for uh, the family to come around you so that you can get back into work and get back teaching and do the the master's on the side anyway. I, I would just fast forward that whole plan.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Benny, mm-hmm. you are grappling with what millions and millions and millions of Americans are grappling with is the cost of doing life has just gotten so expensive mm-hmm. and jobs yeah. like you are doing, like being a teacher. Um, I met with some some uh, uh, K-12 administrators yesterday And the starting salaries are very similar to what they were when I was a high school teacher, and that was a long time ago. So the cost of doing life has gotten more expensive, and the cost for some of these jobs hasn't. You found yourself there, and what you found is um, it's an uncomfortable, nobody likes to talk about it, and and it's like hush-hush, but you've landed in a mathematical reality. To continue to live here doing the work that we love to do and having kids is no longer feasible So we either have to change jobs, we have to change locations, we have to make concessions. Ken and I have both driven all over the city um, to drop our kids off at various places because there wasn't one by our house. That that may be part of it. And so that means your day looks a little bit different. That means husband's got to cook dinner because you're going to be out. Whatever it is, you're having to own reality, acknowledge it. And you can't just say, well, this is just where we live. You can't if you've got a thousand dollar gap between income and bills, right? So man, I'm with Ken. I would accelerate that move to California. I would be super clear about the financial aspects of this. And I might even pause that master's degree because that's costing you money that quite frankly, y'all don't have right now. And that master's degree is always going to be there. And you might find a school district that'll pay for it for you.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, You're a teacher. You've been a teacher. Um, I like this move. I really do. I, I I wouldn't put any other option up there. I, I hope you all go this route. Um and you know, the child care thing, John, it just it's a nightmare. It it is so prohibitive.
2: Yeah. It's a mess. To
0: to working women. Oh yeah. Uh I, I was reading something recently, we knew this shortly after the pandemic really hit, about six months into twenty twenty, we saw data come out where a ton of professional women had to go home. Mm-hmm. And that was because everything was shut down, and uh, they were the you know they're the moms, and they went home, and it set back professional women tremendously.
2: Oh, yes, and, and at the same time, childcare costs have escalated,
0: and so it's keeping women back.
2: Yeah, so they can't, can't afford to, to go work. They can't go back.
0: Right. It is cost prohibitive to go to work. Right. Yeah. Um. And that makes me
2: angry. It's an absolute mess. Yeah.
0: And we, as a society, and I, I I'm gonna just this is dangerous to to, <laughs> to expose a problem without a solution. Right. Um, but I can say with confidence, we, the people, have the brain power mm-hmm. on both sides of the political aisle. We got to figure this out. To take care
2: of moms god's sakes
0: we got to figure out child care in this situation so that, hey, that people can i mean we get there, there's got to be a way and i know there's some bright people a whole lot smarter than me that can figure it out
2: especially when you look at the downstream cost of well yeah how much we spend on the back end of some of these challenges man that it could be solved if we take care of mothers and we take care of kids That's good right. grief
0: yeah so anyway there you go betty <sighs> betty make the move The good news is you have a support
2: system for you and
0: your hubs, and uh, I'm very excited for you guys. Boy, life is going to be a lot easier. Put that house for sale up and make the move. Thank you so much for the call. For the rest of you, don't move. we got more Ramsey Show right around the corner.
3: I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news.
0: Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Last uh, week, uh, we were in Phoenix, John, for two amazing crowds at sold-out events on the Building Wealth Tour. And uh, if you've been thinking about joining our fall Building Wealth Tour, you better move quickly. The events in Sacramento and San Antonio are completely sold out, but we still have a few seats left for our Building Wealth Minneapolis event on November 10th. I think I might wear a turtleneck to that one. I might try to <laughs> see if I could uh, see if I could maybe rock the turtleneck. What do you think? I will not wear a turtleneck. You will the not. We'll I'm going to try. I'm not going to try. We'll see. Uh, don't tell Dave. We'll just surprise him. Uh, If you want tickets, (laughs) you need to buy them now. Prices for Minneapolis go up this Friday. So to get the early bird discount before it's too late, you better move. Uh, Me, uh, Dr. John Deloney, Rachel Cruz, George Camel, and Dave Ramsey all are there. We'll talk about building wealth in this current economy and show you how you can get on a path to building the wealth that you desire. Uh, So, again, recap of the dates uh, everything is sold out except Minneapolis. November the 10th. Tickets start at $25, or you can get a four-pack starting at $60. So tickets start at 25 a four-pack of tickets starting at $60. Go to ramsysolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats now. Every time I read that and I hear four-pack, I immediately think of chick fil I ah, Not the yeah, four-pack. Yeah. But we're talking about tickets, not fin-
2: chicken fingers. I was thinking of craft beer, but I get what you're going with. <laughs> hey, and by the way, on these Building Wealth tours... um don't forget, Ken and I have been oh yeah going to spend an hour before um, before Dave's uh, talk, basically just doing our shows live, um, the John Deloney Show and the Ken Coleman Show, and taking questions. And man, there's been some really magic moments. It's been pretty neat. Yeah. Um, listening to people, this what they're struggling with, and trying to help them find the next right step.
0: Yeah, a lot good. of stress out there in our home lives and our work lives, and oddly enough, we can look to one side of those for where a lot of the stress is coming from. A lot of stress at work sometimes is because of stuff going on at home and yep. vice versa. So we team up on that. That's a lot of fun. That's a pre-show. You can uh, you can uh, get your tickets to that as well. So go check that out. Uh, all right. Let's get back to the phones. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Kristen in Alberta, Canada. Kristen, how can we help? Hi. How are you? We're having a blast. What's going on? <laughs>
4: Okay, so I wanted to go to school next year, like in a year's time. I just wanted to know. I have a little bit of debt. I'm planning to pay that off, but I'm—is it wise to to mortgage while I'm going to school?
2: Where are you going to school?
4: In Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. What are you going to study? Um, so ultimately, I wanted to get into law, but I have to do a couple years, so I'm going to go towards my social work degree. Okay. In In hopes of getting into law school.
2: So you're going to get a social work graduate degree and then head towards or is that a bachelor's degree
4: it's a bachelor's so i'm i need two years of something in order to even apply for law school okay so if i if i don't get in then i just complete my social work right
2: so law school is at a minimum three years out is that right Mm -hmm. and then law school i'm assuming in in canada it's the same as it is in the states that's a three-year course yeah okay um I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. No? No, I wouldn't. I would go rent. Because who knows what after you finish your social work degree what the job market looks like, what the yeah. law school entrance rate looks like, what all that. You may be in, in this area for 18 months and then all of a sudden you yeah. need to get out.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just think, it, first of all, it's, not that it's it's not that it's a bad idea. I just don't think it's the best idea. And we want to always try to give you the best idea. And I think what we're saying is it gives you options. You know, once you purchase a home... A lot of things change. You feel like you're rooted there, and and you're getting after this. You've got a clear professional direction you want to go. I would not do it. I'd wait, and
2: mm-hmm. especially since you don't know if you've even got into law school yet. You haven't got into law school, yes. period. You haven't gotten to law school there. You may end up in law school somewhere in the states. Who knows where you're going to end up? Um, mm-hmm. What's the housing market like oh. in Canada? Um, it's it's up and
4: down, I guess. I was looking at like townhomes and and. Um, uh, condos even.
0: And what's that purchase price? Well, that, what's the purchase price going to look like? I
4: can find one for 150 to 200 a decent, decent one.
0: Yeah, but those homes and condos, those townhomes and condos are going to be there by the dozens. Mm-hmm. I'd sit tight.
2: I would. I'd get okay. my degree and then figure out what I'm going to be doing.
0: Which way were you leaning when you called us?
2: Oh, you were about to buy, weren't you?
0: <laughs> oh, I was 100% going to buy. <laughs> and hey. yet you called. Why?
4: Yeah. I thought I'd, I don't know. I, I, I thought I'd be talked
0: out of it anyways. That, see, that makes me wonder if, 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 if you had a a good size of doubt there, like you were like, all right, I want this. There's no question. I want it, but should I do it? And that's the nature of your call. I just would hold tight. I, I, it's just going to give you more options.
2: Here's it. Here's, so, Christian, I don't know if you know my background, but I spent five years as an administrator in a law school. So I've worked with law schools, and I, I love them. I'm glad you're going to do that. The world needs good legal minds out there serving the people. Um, the number of students who would come in, and then they would spend one year somewhere else doing an externship, they would study abroad, they would end up working at this firm over the summer, and then have to come back during the year. It's a lot more mobile than you think it is. And by buying a house, you're tying yourself down unnecessarily. Just doesn't it? It, it doesn't make sense. Um, I would solve for freedom in the next four or five years. Thank you for the call, Kristen.
0: We're excited about what you're going to be doing. Let's go to San Diego, California, now, where Mark is on the line. Mark, how can we help?
5: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: We're having a blast. What's up?
5: Hey. So yeah, I'm. Um, I've been dating this girl for about nine months, and we kind of started talking about finances and money. And she has about $300,000 in debt. Um, she had a PhD in um, pharmacy. So she's a pharmacy manager making around, I think around $100,000 a year. And, you know, that was kind of a shock to me because I um, I have no debt. I have good credit score, I have an emergency fund. I have enough money to actually purchase a home right now if I want to. I'm um, a thriving business. And when we talked about it, I kind of said, okay, well, you know, if in the future, you know, cause we're not going to uh, share expenses or finances until we're married, I would be happy to support the household when we're married while you're having your income mostly go to the debt so we can kind of work on it together. And that seemed like a good plan. And then uh, a couple weeks later, she kind of brought up, you know, the understanding of like, Oh, you know, I have, um, Uh, a brother that's uh, special needs that, you know, might need financial assistance in the future. You know, her parents are taking care of him right now. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what would my responsibility be? And then she kind of said, you know, there might even be a chance that we might need to take care of my mom hypothetically, but probably not in the future financially. And I'm getting concerned because I feel like the expectations are quickly kind of um, increasing. On me to be able to provide, and I don't know. And I'm like, it's it's causing anxiety for me in the relationship, basically. No question. When you marry somebody,
2: you marry their family too. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think it's out of bounds at all to take care of an aging parent. I don't think it's out of bounds at all to have a plan to take care of a special needs brother and sister. I think that's beautiful. What you have to ask okay. yourself is, is knowing that loving her comes with also taking, helping, support, family. Mm-hmm. Is that a life you want to buy into? That's the choice here. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Okay. In fact, it's. I think it's beautiful that she is that articulate up front. Really, yeah. I
0: I read that a little differently. Okay. Did you read it differently than that, Mark? Did it feel presumptuous out of nowhere, or did you feel like it was an extension like John saying? I could be reading it wrong.
5: Um, I don't know. I mean... Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, you I do. Hang on. We're going to gonna, gonna dig into I wanna this. I want to dig into
2: this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on the line, Mark. We're going to okay. go to a break here. I'm going to put you on hold, yeah. and we get back. Um, I could be wrong. Because there's some onions here. No? No, I might be. Uh, I, I just wonder if he doesn't
0: feel like, whoa, that was a little fast when you came at me with mom and the brother... I don't know. I actually want you to spend more. I want to watch you uh, dig into this one. I'm going to dig too. Good question. I I agreed with what you said. Let's
2: let's do it. No, let's do it.
0: I don't know. This one feels weird to me. Hang on, folks. This is what we do here on the Ramsey Show. We dig. We dig deep. It's going to be great, Mark. Hold on. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show America. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney. And uh, as we were going into our last break, uh, we had Mark with us uh, on the line in San Diego. And so Mark, uh, just going to reset this for you if you're just joining us, has been in a dating relationship about nine months. And uh, Mark is debt free uh, and makes a very good salary. And uh, his girlfriend has a lot of debt uh, through, a, uh, I believe, a doctorate in, in pharmaceuticals. Uh, so he's going to be making very good money. And uh, as they begin to talk about the future, potential future of their relationship, uh, they begin to talk about money. And uh, in subsequent conversations after the initial money talks, uh, the girlfriend brings up that uh, uh, she has a, a brother who struggles with some uh, health issues and, and disabilities. And so maybe they would have to help with his finances and then uh, potentially her mom. And so Mark was like, all right, I mean, I kind of like, Ugh, well, what do I do here? And John, I want you to repeat your thought there. And that led us to wh- what is he feeling? But you, you said, as we were going to break, what did, what did you say?
2: Ultimately, um, it's not out of bounds for someone to say, hey, I've got a brother with special needs that I anticipate having to take care of down the road. And by the way, I'm hoping that, um, or might be that one day one of my parents is going to have to come live with us if the other one were to pass away. Um, And so I want to have space in our relationship for that because it's probably going to happen. Um, I don't think that's out of bounds at all. In fact, I was saying I like the fact that she's this clear this soon, but mm-hmm. something is a little bit off, and, and I
0: just felt like Mark. Maybe you called us because it, and not to say that she's got any uh, untoward uh, ideas, but it felt like maybe it caught you off guard, and and maybe you're like, ooh, how should I react to this? How how are you feeling about this?
5: Yeah, I guess it's difficult for me. is It's kind of like, um, like I'm a planner. Like I like to understand the expectation that's put on me. I'm good at like solving problems and minimizing risk. And to me, it's almost like okay. So, like, if maybe I should already be starting a fund, you know, for the brother or for I don't know her extended family or something. All right. Like, so let me
0: let me push a not, little bit more. Do you feel yeah. uncomfortable? Did you feel uncomfortable when she brought up her mom and helping out with her mom's finances? I understand the brother who cannot help himself. Am I am I reading that correctly? Yes. But what about yeah. the mom? Did that make you feel like, why should I have... To? I'm just curious, and maybe you didn't, but I just want to know.
5: The, yeah, so if I'm being truthful, the reason why is because she has kind of told me how her mom is kind of passive-aggressive and can be very controlling, and my interaction with her hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been great. So I think, obviously, if I had more love and connection with her over time, then course i'd want to help out a loved one
0: all right so Um, now i'm glad i dug john now now how do you react to that
2: so here's what it sounds like it sounds like you have a picture in your mind of what you getting married is going to look like yeah and you can prep for that by getting all the funds in the right place getting all the jeans in the right drawer and getting all the cars in the right place in the garage and what i would tell you is this all relationships a hundred percent of them Whether you've been married Mm. one week or 50 years, all relationships are a risk that you open yourself up to. Somebody could hurt you. And The beauty of a marriage is somebody says, I'm going to open up myself to you fully and you are going to spend the rest of your life loving me and I'm going to do the same back to you. And the scary part about it is it only works if both people jump with both feet. We get a lot of flack here for telling people to share bank accounts, to talk every week about their yeah. schedules and things like that. No, I got to be me, bro. Dude, you, it's not going to work. You both got to be all in. And that means you have to say, I'm going to plan. I'm going to dream, but we're going to plan and dream together. And that is a yeah. skill set that you don't have. And that's Okay. Very few people have that going into marriage. Um, but yeah, you just have to decide you want to learn that. But
0: I okay, I'm I'm, I'm a, I I don't feel right about this. So John, I want you to keep to going, help keep going, me. keep going. <laughs> I think you're okay planning for the brother. I don't think you're okay. I don't think you've bought into the fact that you even need to support mom. And I quite frankly sitting here go, I'm not sure I'm signing up for that. Am, am I on to something? Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal: Are you ready to marry this woman, or are you just talking about it?
5: Um, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I mean, I, I love her and I want to marry her and I, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I know you don't because so let me put it this way. If she had not brought up taking care of mom, yeah. how would you have answered that question?
5: Um, Come on, man. I think I would have answered a little bit differently. Uh, I think I need to be able to have the conversation just with her in a more
2: I, I think
0: so too uh John I'm gonna throw it back yeah. to you because okay. I've appreciate everything you said yeah, yeah but I slight I go I don't think he has to to put himself out there no in, have to, he
2: doesn't hey, here's the thing he I he's, to he's gotta anything. tell
0: her okay so here's what I think Mark I think John I'm gonna pass it back to okay. you I would like to see him sit down with her and go okay here's what I'm feeling about this yes I'd like to know your mom's finances I want to know the whole picture if we're, if we're talking about you're expecting me to maybe help yep. i want to know the whole enchilada what's mama's finance yeah. situation and see what we what the risk would be and wh- how old is mama right and can mama get her acting gear and and i'll support mom if she does this this and this and she needs a place to stay yes but as far as letting her run up debt and right. be irresponsible with money when I don't agree with that. I'm not buying into that. I guess, Mark, that's what I'm okay. feeling underneath the surface. Am I right?
5: Well, I was going to actually ask you that with that with what you just said. I completely agree. Isn't it kind of like, and just in general, if I'm lending money to family members or that I'm crossing that threshold, that is kind of my responsibility to have an understanding of, like, yeah,
2: okay, but we so don't want you lending yeah, money. So, hey, so here's where you got to be real careful, Mark. Um, my guess is, and I could be out to lunch, your girlfriend slash future fiance slash future wife made a blanket statement of some sort that said, come hell or high water, I'm going to take care of my mom. I need you to know that about me. I'm a kid who's not going to let my mom be on the street. And in your mind, you're a planner. And you went to, okay, well, what's the budget for that going to be? And what's her 401 yeah. look, uh, 401k four hundred one look like, yeah. right? And so what ends up happening is you have a picture of take care of mom, which is this is a problem to solve. Mm-hmm. And she has a picture of I'm going to take care of mom, which is a person to love. And what happens is All y'all right. are having a fight that shouldn't have to happen because you're having two separate mm-hmm. conversations. So I enter that conversation and say, I love the fact that I love a woman who wants to take care of her mom. Uh In my head, here's what this looks like. I start thinking about how much is this going to cost? Are we going to have space? We have to buy a different house. Are we going to have to move communities? Are we going to get all those different nuts and bolts? And now you're in a very different conversation, which isn't, are we going to love mom? It is, how are we going to do this? And you can say, I am all about loving you, all about honoring your mom. I'm not in the business of loaning people money. Yep. They can live in a room in my house. We can get a mother in law suite on top of the garage. We, here is a core principle of mine. And if she comes back and says, we're going to loan our money to our family, now you've got a values issue, right? That's less of yeah. a mathematical formula issue or a risk issue. That is a no, I, I loan money. I don't loan money. And now you're talking about future issues in your marriage, which is why you date, right? Is that is this making sense?
5: Yeah, because I kind of want what kind of. Well, I know why she reacted this way because out of a moment of emotion, she said, I know that you're big on not loaning money. Um, so she is aware of my general values and boundaries. Um, but then like you were saying, let's make the loving and, and the planning and how do you do it together with someone that you'd be one with in a marriage and her family be my family. Um, is kind of
2: complicated here's yeah. what, here's what i'm gonna do um t- this is like a pre-engagement gift we're gonna send you one year of fpu i want you to watch all the lesson videos with your girlfriend and if her mom will join you that'd be great too i want you all to watch them together and it will give her some context of where you're coming from and it, if nothing else it will give you all a common language for which to build your relationship or to make the hard decision to call it right thanks for the call mark mm-hmm. this is the
0: ramsey show Show. I'm Kent Coleman. I am joined in studio The Shower by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney, and uh, we are taking your calls, 888-825-5225. That is the toll-free number, 888-825-5225. Talking money, talking mental, emotional health, relationships, we're talking your work uh, as it relates to, hey, I want to get out of it or I want to get into something better, make more money, hey, I'm stressed out, I'm burned out at home, relationships are on fire. Uh, John and I are combining uh, on all of those topics, plus, of course, your money questions. Let's go to Clayton, who joins us now in San Antonio, Texas. Clayton, how can we help?
6: Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm new to Dave Ramsey's program, to the content, um, and I guess I'm on baby step one right now, just trying to figure out what the best way is to go about handling trying to get out of the debt versus... Getting a thousand dollars into emergency fund.
0: Well, first of all, thanks for listening and being new to the show. And because you're new, we want to make sure you understand those baby steps are in order, so you are in fact on baby step one, and that's all you should be focusing on, not debt right now. So we're looking at super intense man, we want to get a thousand dollars in your savings account, not a thousand. $200, $200, not thousand, seven hundred dollars a $1,000. Once we get that, uh, now we are going to shift to baby step two where we take your debts and we're looking at your smallest debt. So if, let's say I'm making this up, you got $1,000 on a credit card and then you got $5,000 on a car and 20000 loans, whatever it is, we're going to focus on that smallest debt and knock that baby out. And then once we pay that off, we take the payment we're making on that and we double it. We dump that into, if you will, the uh, payment on the next debt. So Let's go back. How much money do you have in savings?
2: Uh, right now, nothing. Okay. What uh, brought you to this moment, man? Um,
6: just some really bad financial decisions I've made in, in the past. And I'm kind of right now at a rock bottom and, and want to get my finances under control. Uh, when I have wisdom, mm-hmm. when it comes to my finances and, uh, trying to um better myself so I can ultimately give back and help others. That's Good awesome. for you,
0: dude. How much debt do
6: you have? Uh total of about twenty thousand.
0: What's that made up of?
6: Uh car payments. Um I owe I think twelve thousand on that and then uh college loan. Um, I owe I think about eight thousand still on that it takes me to 20. And then uh, last year I made some really poor decisions, uh, and took out a few, uh, same day loans
2: and, uh, really regretting that now. Okay. Can I ask you a bigger question? Yes, sir. Are you struggling with addiction or did you just blow up a big relationship? Uh, no. What's underneath the 20,000? My, I've, my rock bottom was six figures in uh, stupid financial decisions. What's beneath the $20,000? Just a bunch of stupid financial decisions. I mean, I've I've
6: never been wise with the money uh, that God has given me, and I've just squandered it and spent it on foolish things, and now it's really come back to, to bite me and, okay. and haunt me. What's and, the car worth? Uh, the car is, uh, I got it for... $13,000, uh, make about three hundred dollar payments on it a month right now
0: so what's it worth
6: if you were to sell it today uh, so it's worth about eight thousand um, I have about uh, four thousand dollar negative equity on it sure
0: all right and did you uh, get a degree with that student loan or is that just partial time at school
6: that's just partial time all right
0: so let's go back let's go back to the, the to how do we get a thousand dollars first right? So, you got nothing yep. right now. Are you gainfully employed? Are you working full time, part time? What's your situation?
6: I am. I'm full time. Okay. What do you make? Uh, I, about 30000 annually right now.
0: Okay. Um, it's not going to be hard. Are you single, married? What, what's
6: your relationship status? Uh, just, just single.
0: Okay. What's your rent? Or do you have a mortgage?
6: Uh, about I rent about live uh, my parents uh, rent about a hundred dollar a month.
0: Okay, dude. All right. So here's the deal. Your first question was, Hey, do I focus on the thousand dollars or paying off debt? And I got great news for you. Um, you can pay this debt off very, very quickly if you go all in. Are you willing to go all in and stop making what you're saying foolish decisions and just make decisions for your future? You willing to do it? Yes or no? Yes, sir. All right. So thousand dollars.
6: That's yes, selling
2: stuff? You got anything you could sell? You got a guitar, some shoes you don't wear. What do you got?
6: I do I do actually have a number of stuff I can sell. All
0: right.
2: So this that's weekend. one way.
0: This Yeah, he's right. John's right. Online, yard sale. Facebook
2: Marketplace, done.
0: I mean, dude, sell anything that you can sell. All right, and let's say that we could sell up to $500. I'm just picking that number. Now we're halfway there. You're also okay. single. And yeah. we are in a really great job economy right now. Clayton, San Antonio, Texas, how many different places could you make $20 an hour, even
2: part-time? The answer is Uh, a lot. A lot. What do you do to make $30,000?
6: I work at a uh, car dealership.
0: Well, then we could just upgrade the gig altogether. Yeah. There's two ways to go about this. You either add the part-time work or you just get a better job and and we bring okay. in more income and getting a $1000 is an emergency fund you should be able to do that in the next i'm going to say 2 weeks if you really get after it max if you're selling something okay. and you're working on the weekend come on man mm-hmm. i mean walmart to hire you for for 19 20 21 22 bucks an hour right now if you got to stock shelves for a week at night and not sleep you can do that you don't need sleep okay. to sell a car For a short term, okay? We're just talking about... I want you to just see how attainable, how reachable $1,000 is. Do you see it now?
6: I do. All right.
0: So that's baby step one. Now, let's talk about the, the debt, John. I mean... We got a couple ways we could go on the car. He could keep that intensity up and pay that car off pretty quick. That's what I would do. I'd keep the car. Yep. And then the student loan of eight grand. I mean, that's actually next on the list. On the snowball, it's the eight grand. Unless these payday loans, you said you owed twenty, but then you mentioned payday loans. Have you paid those off? No, sir. Well then what's the payday loan? How much?
6: Uh about two, three thousand.
0: Okay, so we so we get a thousand dollars in the bank, boom, we're gonna do that in ten days. All right? And then we immediately go after the payday loans. We knock those out next. Then we take on the student okay. loan of 8000 and then we take on the car. And if you okay. work like a madman and you double your income one way or the other, you can do this very quickly.
2: And here's the thing. Okay. Here, here's what's uh, working for you is, uh, hang on the line, we're going to send you a plan, Okay we're going to walk you through okay. it's I'm going to send you all FPU the Financial Peace University the flagship product that you can walk through all the stuff and I'll send you the Every Dollar app okay yep. only if you promise you're going to do it and so that's the benefit okay. here's the negative thing Ken and I have been doing the show for long enough now that I'm simply out of excuses in my personal life because I've seen too many people Teachers who just say, "Fine, I'm going to get done teaching, and I'm going to go drive Uber." And after I get done driving Uber, I'm going to edit papers for grad students, and then I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do Postmates before I go teach my classes. And suddenly, they're out of a hundred grand in a calendar year because they just got maniacal. You sound like somebody who overthinks and overthinks and overthinks and overplans, and then you find yourself and you've actually done nothing for all of your effort. Is that fair? Yes, sir. We've got to be done with that. I want you to stop thinking, and I want you to start acting. Go get jobs, go get jobs, go get jobs. And it may be that your mom and dad say, well, you need to rest, honey. I know you've been working hard. And you say, not now, not in this season. And you're going to be stunned, my brother, if you stop the thinking and start the doing in this particular situation. And by the way, everybody listening, sometimes I tell people, stop acting. you got to sit down and, and grieve this. you got to think through this for a minute. This isn't the season for you, brother. This is the season to go work, 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 work. And you're going to find yourself... Up, up, I mean, right side up with this financial situation in no time. Yeah.
0: And Clayton, you know what? Uh, If Dave Ramsey were here, he would say, I've done a lot of dumb things with money. So cut yourself some slack. Yeah, dude. This is not insurmountable. This, I'm not, we're not talking to some fool you're fine. You're a normal guy. Yeah. Normal. And and you didn't dig too big of a hole. You got this. Get your chin up, shoulders back. Hey, I want to thank Dr. John Deloney for hanging out. I want to thank the crew behind the glass for keeping us on the air. And you, America, we appreciate you. This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to ramseysolutions.com slash show. If you
0: enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Borrowed Future, Not-so-fun fact, America has a $1.6 trillion student loan crisis, and it's out of control. I'm George Camel, host of the Borrowed Future podcast, where we uncover the underbelly of the student loan industry and show you what you can do about it. It'll inspire you to see that it is possible to avoid student loans and graduate college debt-free. Listen to Borrowed Future wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.